Welcome to the Von Nelson Podcast. With me today is CEO and CIO Chris Wallace. Welcome, Chris. It's good to be here, Dan. Well, Chris, not too much action in the past week since we were last recorded, but um, did want to touch on, on two subjects today. Uh, the first being, you know, we're looking at banks getting hit pretty hard. Uh, commercial and residential real estate's been hurting. Um, you know, in your opinion, are these leading indicators, or do you think this the, of, of more to come, or, or do you think that these areas are uh, a little bit more independent from the market today? Yeah, no, I think it it is indicative of more pain to come. Uh, a lot of the market, the banks included, were positioned with the narrative of you can call it a soft landing, no landing, but more importantly, that the Fed would be pivoting, that inflation would be coming down faster, which would give the Fed the leeway to cut rates and therefore relieve what ultimately is going to be a lot of pressure on net interest margins and credit costs and potentially lack of loan growth later this year that the banks would experience. And I think a combination of some of the data lately um, indications that inflationary pressures aren't coming down quite as quickly as people anticipated. <coughs> and, and the fact with Powell's testimony that clearly a more aggressive rate hikes over the near term may mean that you know we have to stay at these elevated rates. I think it's important for investors to understand the, the, the process for how these higher costs are going to manifest and become issues for the banks. And when you look at the aggregate amount of unrealized losses on bank balance sheets as it relates to lower yielding securities that were purchased prior to the rate hike cycle, those securities for accounting purposes are classified as held to maturity, which means as they fall in value, that is not, it doesn't flow through the income statement and necessarily directly hit the balance sheet or the capital charges. However, um, you know, you have several hundred billion dollars worth of losses. And if the banks continue to maintain these securities, but yet have to raise their interest on deposits to maintain adequate deposits at the bank, because deposits are declining very quickly as they're moving to money market funds and elsewhere to take advantage of higher yields, the banks would be in a very difficult position. I mean, you could argue that in some cases, you know, net income not only would fall dr dramatically, but would go to zero. But they're, if they move to sell even a single security out of that held to maturity bucket, they're going to have to reclassify the majority of those securities, which in fact would wipe out their excess capital that they believe they have today. Um, and I think the market is rightly getting concerned that the banks are going to be under a lot more duress later this year if we do, in fact, keep rates high and at these levels for the remainder of the year. Um, you have similar issues within the insurance space and elsewhere. So the longer we stay at these elevated levels, the, the more damage that's done to the financial system and to liquidity and liquidity that's available. Um, so I do think it's very indicative. Um, I also think there's still a little bit of complacency within pockets of commercial real estate. Uh, and again, it's just another space where reality is starting to set in. And so those losses are going to materialize. And, you know, I don't think it, we're talking about anything similar to the GFC, but it's, you know, a fairly significant impact uh, to bank earnings could be in front of us. And, uh, as you'd expect, it's putting real pressure on the bank, and it's very indicative of 
<coughs> the anecdotal evidence we've, we've already seen in commercial real estate and residential real estate as well. One more for you then today. Um, you know, just given that the seemingly binary outcome for investors, you know, where, where do you think that they should be positioned in the short term um, you know, as they wait the outcome of, of policy changes and then you know, the impact on asset prices? Yeah, so you know, investors are in a bit of a conundrum in that they want to stay fully invested and they you know, are, are wanting to extrapolate a, a path where we go back to the environment we've been in with disinflationary pressures declining. Uh, uh, interest rates, and then, you know, expanding liquidity. And that's one policy outcome, although I don't think it'll be that benign. Um, and if if we have those conditions, there's a set of assets that you could, you would, you would want to buy. Conversely, if we make policy choices and or the geopolitical environment shifts such that that's not necessarily an option, or even the politics within Congress shift where um, you know, just an, uh, an automatic raising of the debt ceiling without real focus on the federal budget. Um, if, those, if these elements shift one way or the other, you can move back into disinflationary conditions or uh, further reacceleration in inflation with very binary outcomes. Fortunately for investors, you, you're getting paid to wait and see. Like, there is nothing wrong with owning uh, short-dated treasuries or even a two-year treasury with Powell's testimony today, the two years yielding over 5%. You can get a 12-month security yielding 5.3%. Quite frankly, if you bought the S&P 500 index, you're not going to make 5% over a long period of time. So there's no trade-off in that sense. Now, you should be uh, concerned about debt ceiling negotiations. We're already seeing a pressure build within the sovereign CDS for the U.S., and, and those spreads are starting to increase. So again, nothing in this environment is without risk, uh, but you really are getting paid to wait. And whether you do that with treasuries or you do that with short-dated corporates, high-quality corporates, uh, there's nothing wrong with being on the short end of the curve while you're waiting to see what develops and then deploy capital accordingly. I also think it would in investors' interest to broaden their horizon. Um, the large-cap U.S. equity environment growth specifically has outperformed for such a long period of time. And depending on the policy choices made, you could be in an environment that's good for the dollar or bad for the dollar. Um, and the rest of the world looks a lot less expensive. Um, it doesn't mean you can just go buy anything. You know, It doesn't mean you have to go into emerging markets or stay out of emerging markets or go into certain regions, there's a lot of attractive options outside of the U.S. And I think what I would encourage investors to do or allocators to do is start doing your homework right now. Start building your buy list. We're doing that internally right now. Build out a very broad buy list depending on what the outcome is and be ready to execute in any upcoming volatility. Um, and I, again, just don't be caught flat-footed because of a failure of imagination. I think we're going to see some buying opportunities, uh, but it may be in surprising areas. Uh, and meanwhile, get paid your 5% to wait. There's nothing wrong with that. No, nothing, nothing wrong with that at all. And we're going to 
hopefully get paid a week, wait over the next couple of weeks. We're off next week, um, but by the time we get back, hopefully we have a little bit better visibility, maybe some new data. Yeah. Um, it'd be uh, interesting to continue to follow. So thank you, Chris, and we'll, uh, we'll talk again soon. Sounds good. The views, information, and or opinions expressed during this podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of Von Nelson and its employees. Von Nelson does not verify and assumes no responsibility for the accuracy of any of the information contained in the podcast. The primary purpose of the information, opinions, and thoughts presented in this podcast is to educate and inform. This podcast, or any podcast in the series, does not constitute professional investment advice or services, and any reliance on the information provided is done at your own risk. Past performance is not an indication of future performance. By accessing this podcast, you acknowledge that the entire contents of this podcast are the property of Von Nelson and, or used by Von Nelson with permission and are protected under U.S. copyright and trademark laws. Securities discussed within this podcast may be held in the Von Nelson Strategies.